It's me, Bobby Brown. Hey, what's up? I'm Kelly Rowland. Hi, this is Chelsea Clinton, and you're listening to me on That's That's Total Mom Medicine. Are you a thought leader or founder who's entertaining the idea of hiring a publicist? Well, look no further. Today, I'm interviewing a friend I've known for over 20 years who leads a thriving PR firm and is a wife and mother to her daughter, Niara. She's proof that we can do it all when we have clarity and conviction. Anita Chatterjee is the founder and CEO of A-Game Public Relations, a bi-coastal firm that represents a wide range of high-profile clients across the U.S. With her innovative leadership, Anita transforms clients into household names by delivering top-tier media placements, strategic partnerships, and game-changing solutions to achieve their branding and business goals. Prior to founding A-Game, Anita was the brainchild behind campaigns that took Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, and Rihanna to India while serving as an executive at Desi Hits, a startup backed by entertainment mogul Jimmy Iovine. According to celebrity photographer Nigel Barker, Anita is not afraid. She doesn't want to wait for things to happen, but rather makes things happen. In 2021, she was chosen by Forbes for its next 1,000 list as one of the entrepreneurs redefining the American dream. She holds a master's degree in public relations and corporate communications from Georgetown. Anita, welcome to That's Total Mom Sense. I am so excited to be on the show, Kanika. We've had so many of our clients on your show, and I'm just honored to be on it as well as a mother and as a professional. I, I love that you have this platform and you know, you're showing the world that moms can do it and it's very important to have them in leadership roles, frankly. Exactly, exactly. I think it's so wonderful that we have seen this evolution and have supported each other through the years. And um, and I couldn't be happier for your success and how you champion all of us. It's a joy to work with you. I want to share with the audience how we met. It was many, many years ago um, when you were with Desi Hits and I did some coverage on Bollywood stories and New York Fashion Week. You know, we've come a long way since then. And I love that we were babies. (laughs) And and now we have babies of our own, which is um, just really full circle. And I want everyone to know who you are at your core. You are just full of life and grit and you will work and work for others and make sure that their names are said in those boardrooms. I think that's when you know you found someone who is a cut above the rest. When they're in these exclusive places, are they going to say your name and hype you up? in a crowd. And that's exactly what you do for so many of us. And we're just thankful to be friends and part of your network because you're so gracious in connecting everyone around you. I mean, it's something that's always been my passion. Before Mm -hmm. I even went into PR, I think even in my younger years, I was always rooting for people to win. And I was always supporting my friends with finding platforms for themselves or trying to create ways for them to promote themselves. So I feel like I was born to do this. And, you know, I'm excited to be on the show today because I can now also kind of talk about how I am a working mom. Yes. But, you know, what I do is I introduce the world to different people from different backgrounds. 
And I show the world that, you know, no matter where you come from, you can make a change in the world. It's not your DNA is not your destiny. I think it's very important to, you know, raise visibility on the importance of, importance of having mothers in leadership roles. Moms know what moms need. Um, right. So you need them in the boardroom as CEOs of companies so they can cater to the moms out there um, yes. who need help in making their lives easier. So we're a very important part of, you know, the corporate demographic. And I think being a mom at times helps me be a better professional. You know, being a mom is like having a career that teaches you a lot about balancing things in life and looking at the bigger picture. And I think that in turn helps the work I do. So um, I wanted to especially say that to you because this podcast is all about working moms and how they are really making a difference in, in shaping culture and changing the world. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's so important. I think that we bring a certain understanding and empathy and compassion just naturally. And to have that in a management structure is so integral. That's what drives performance and retention. And it makes people want to work, work with you. Exactly. I, I wanted to take it back to your childhood. I can picture you as this class president and leader that is galvanizing. Exactly what it was. Really? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about it. You realize what the things that you like to do or what you're going to become by things that you organically do at a, at a younger age. And like you mentioned it, like in high school, I was, you know, the president of the World Unity Club. And, you know, even in college, I was the pe- president of the South Asian Students Association. And yeah, I always took on a leadership role because I wanted to bring people together and I wanted to bring change. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. And what were some of the life lessons that your parents taught you? Their main thing was people could take anything away from you, but they can't take your education away. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I agree with that. You know, at the end of the day, I have learned a lot. When I was at Georgetown, you know, I took a lot of, you know, great courses on strategy that I think really still influence me today. And, you know, the strategic game plans I set up for, you know, my clients. And they're right, you know, to this day, I think with my career in general, so many things have changed. But the one thing that hasn't changed is the education that I received and the experiences that I had. Yeah. My parents are of Indian descent, but they were born and raised in Myanmar. And, you know, growing up there, they were exposed to a lot of different religions and cultures. Um, And as you know, being South Asian, you know, we're so diverse. I was fortunate that they, you know, grew up with a diverse group of people and I respected and kind of valued getting knowledge from those cultures because now as an adult, you know, I encourage my clients to really kind of share their cultures and their values, you know, with the world, you know, just because it's good for the world to kind of learn how, you know, influential people all come from different backgrounds. So one of my clients, Sunera Mandani, um, she's the founder of the unicorn company Stacks Payments. She's a Pakistani American, and I encouraged her to set up an Eid event once with uh, Huma Abidin and Asim Madhvi. And, you know, that was because I grew up with a lot of Muslim, you know, a lot of Muslim Americans. And, you know, they taught me a lot about the beautiful kind of aspects of their religion. So I think that value that my parents taught me at a young age has always encouraged me to be curious about other cultures um, and really highlight them in the work that I do today. 
And I was also lucky that I met incredible people along the way that saw the potential in me and championed me. One of those women is Anjula Acharya, who you know as well. She's Priyanka Chopra Jonas's manager, and she was the founder of Desi Hits, the company I was at. And from the day she met me, she saw something in me where she knew that I could really kind of take a person and just really build their profile and take them to the next level. And you need to start your own business. Like, Mm. you know, you have a certain way of doing things. And if you want to do things your way, you need to do it yourself. So, you know, meeting the right people along the way, I think was so important. Daisy Hits was a phenomenon. And I just want you to enlighten those who might not be aware about it. It truly was a phenomenon. It basically, Vasey Hiss was a platform uh, where, you know, moguls like Jimmy Iovine, you know, and, and respected venture firms like Draper Fisher put money into, invested money into an organization that was supposed to be a bridge between Hollywood and Bollywood. And, you know, we created content where we exposed you know, celebrities in the U.S. to Indian culture. And, you know, for instance, we had the Pussycat Dolls, which is a a big uh, burlesque girl band during that time. We had them wear saris to an event. um, And, you know, a famous fashion designer, Rocky S., designed Mm -hmm. the saris that they wore. And, you know, we created a lot of content, bringing the worlds together. And we took Lady Gaga to India and introduced her to that market and did a whole India campaign. And, you know, we, we created tracks that remixed Rihanna's music with, you know, music that Indian musicians had created. So we really brought the worlds together. And it was just amazing. We had an editorial editorial site that had over a million users a month. And, you know, people really appreciated they see hits. It happened during a time where I think even the South Asian community couldn't believe that there was a platform like this that was getting so much endorsement and respect from mainstream America, because it's something that we we never experienced before. And it's funny because I always talk to Anjula about all those people that told her there was no way she could ever break Priyanka Chopra into Hollywood. Mm. Um, You know, I was sitting in that office and there'd be even people like Bollywood executives coming in telling her it was impossible. And so we really defied the odds in a lot of what we did at that company. And, you know, getting 50 Cent to come in and do an interview on one of the Daisy Hits podcasts or getting Sean Kingston to do a remix with Indian music. Those were the types of things that we were doing that were really game changing. And, and you know, unfortunately, like a lot of startups, it didn't make it. I do think if Anjula and I wanted to do it now, building a company is a lot of hard work, which is why we haven't, you know, yet we were, we're kind of doing our own things. I think now probably would have been, you know, would have made sense now since, you know, the truth is, since we launched that company, I think it really did pave the way for a lot of South Asians to get into the mainstream, but we were before its time. But really, it was this amazing company that really connected Hollywood and Bollywood and had amazing content that showcased that and also championed a lot of careers, including Priyanka Chopra Jonas's in Hollywood. So we have a lot of founders and thought leaders who tune into the show. What criteria do you have for your clients and how do you think PR truly helps them up-level? I think with entrepreneurs, they have to kind of have the seeds of their companies 
obviously have like the product ready to go if it's a product company. I've had some people come to me who talk about a product and they're like, we haven't made it yet. And I'm like, well, there's no point in having this conversation because I need to see this product to see if it's something that the press would be interested in. I think when we work with companies, we try to see that, you know, are they established? Have they hit certain milestones? You know, I think with individuals, they need to have like serious track records. You know, they need to be at a point where, you know, we need to look at them and say, you've done some of your own work, you know, organically, there's been um, some coverage about you or you're at least known in your industry. And now we could kind of take that and level it up. So, you know, before you engage with a PR firm, I would recommend that you kind of think about what are your own philosophies? What are things that you're doing that you could kind of work on creating visibility for yourself around? And I think social media is such a strong tool. So just posting on social media, posting what you're working, on what you're selling, you know, stories about your past. It's really what will help you get an organic audience and have your story start being told. And, you know, it can also help you with collaborations. People will see what you're doing and they can work on collaborating with you. So I think even before you start PR, start working on how you could promote yourself on social media. I would attend events as well. Networking is very important. And, you know, you can meet people not only for advice, but also to kind of help you with partnerships that are good to to promote once you decide that it's time sharing your story with the press. So, you know, we live in New York City where there's a lot of conferences that are held by the media giants like Forbes and Fortune. And even if you're not from here, you could fly in to attend those conferences. So I would say, look into the conferences that are around and, you know, when you're at them, you know, be bold. Don't just, you know, go there to watch panels, talk to the panelists afterwards, you know, actually make relationships. So I think when we meet with a client, we try to see, okay, where is this client at? Are people talking about them? Are they at a place where, you know, they are known and now they just need our help in sharing their story or helping us reach their objectives by sharing their stories? So, you know, I think we look for clients that are established in a certain way before they could actually start the press process. And then can you enlighten us on what the nuances are between earned and paid media? Earned It is the most credible. You know, if an investor is looking into your company and they Google your company, it's all what shows up online. Mm. So what we do is we we try to get our clients earned press. And we've been very successful with that. You know, we've had thousands of articles in all the top tier outlets, you know, talking about the amazing organizations that we work with. And Earn Press is, you know, basically, you know, we have shared the story idea with the press and, you know, they've decided to write an article about you or your organization and is not paid for. Mm-hmm. It's just the content that we all read. And, you know, we value the fact that, you know, the journalists are informing us, you know, about things that they that they that they care about and they understand. And, you know, there is no other incentive like payment. So So that's earned. And that's what firms like myself focus on. But there is that paid element. And, you know, it's fine because paid is advertising and advertising is important too. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, you kind of need both to get to the mm-hmm. next level. And you definitely have to get earned because earned is, is is your credibility, is your street cred. It's kind of showcasing that journalists who are not getting paid, who are just, you know, really kind of understand the value of you or your organization and they're writing about you. So at A-Game, we focus on earned. Yes. Oh, that's great. Let's switch gears and talk about 
motherhood. You are just very naturally someone to look out for others and you're diplomatic and collaborative. And I think all those trappings are so necessary when you become a parent. How was it for you when you had to step into that role and have Nayara? You know, honestly, as an entrepreneur, it was scary. I was just always worried that people would think that like, oh, is she not working anymore? Like she's having a child, which is not the case. In some ways, you work more when you have children. A, we all need to pay our bills. Um, But B, Mm -hmm. you know, it also helps you kind of have more purpose in life and want to do a good job because you have someone who is looking up to you. And Mm -hmm. when I was pregnant, you know, I got a little nervous. I didn't want to tell everybody at first. And I really kind of just, you know, waited till some time. And fortunately, all of my clients were amazing. And, um, you know, they understood how wonderful it is that I was becoming a mother and they knew that it would not affect my performance or my team's performance with anything. And so, you know, moms know how to manage time in a whole different way. And there's a whole different kind of level of strength that like comes into you. And, you know, you know that you have responsibilities and you have to deliver with all of them. And so, you know, I think in general, I've become a better professional after becoming a mom. I mean, you know, life is hard. I don't want to act like it's not for all working moms. I mean, I still get irritated because I get comments sometimes about it. And I'm just like, these are ridiculous comments, you know, mm-hmm. being a parent does not affect, you know, the type of quality of work that we put out there. But, you know, at the same time, it is difficult. You know, I think when we work, we we do miss our kids and, you know, you, you do feel guilty and, and people don't, you know, make it easy on you, right? Because it's, it's hard mm-hmm. to be a working mom, but pushes me to work even harder because I think every time I have a success, you know, I talk to my daughter about it because I want her to be an ambitious woman. Um, and I think seeing us succeeding is what will inspire our children to do the same. So I think it's very important for both men and women to, to be in the workplace and show that to their kids. So anyone who listens to the show knows that there is this mom sense that we all have, and it's our built-in sixth sense, our intuition, and it always steers us on that right path. Because when we don't listen to it, we're like, oh man, I, I should have listened to that voice. So is there a moment that you can pinpoint where it served you? You know, with my daughter, she likes playing with water and she was on a play date. And so I, you know, we were doing a science project with water and food coloring. And I knew in the back of my mind that this was going to turn into like a whole different level of of mess. But for some reason that day, I decided not to put a blanket under the bowl. I don't know what was going through my mind. I think it was just a long work day. And then we were doing this play date and, you know, the food coloring went all over my family room. And right now I have giant purple stains all over my carpet and my wall. And, you know, and I knew that would happen, but I think every once in a while we're just kind of like, well, maybe, maybe it'll it'll work out and we, we get tired. And, you know, I, I, I didn't take the right precaution and I have purple all over my family room now. Oh my goodness. No, I know that that happens to the best of us. And you know, I think when they're older, we'll look at them and smile and be like, oh, she had so much fun that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's yes, once once I get my carpet cleaned and you know yeah. I get over <laughs> I get over the cost of bringing in professionals, then I will years from now, I will appreciate how cute she looks and um in, yeah. in purple in purple food coloring all over her. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you have to put yourself in in that perspective um, to reconcile. Is there a quote that you live by? It doesn't get lighter in, until it gets darker. Mm. Yeah. Wow. 
That's yeah. very profound. I just kind of feel like in life, we always focus on happiness, but you know, I think sometimes we need adversity to get where we need to be in life. We have to always kind of look at it as bad things come, but you know, we we do learn from every bad situation as hard as it is and we we get through it. So that's something that I always stick with because I think, you know, growing up, I was always like, well, this is going to work out and you know, I'm going to get married at this time and Bill, I might have a huge career at this age and you know, life doesn't work that way. And I think we just have to understand that, you know, everybody's life is different and hard times, you know, occur, but we we get through those times. And at the end of the day, when we reflect back, that's what makes us who we are today. Yes, it truly does. Wow. Lastly, where can my listeners find you and follow you? You are a brand in your own right. And I mean, I loved your SEMA cover, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. I, I loved working oh. with that publication. It was an honor. I'm very active on Instagram, actually. And my handle is at Anita Chatterbox. And then, yeah, with A-Game as well, A-Game has their own Instagram account too at A-Game PR. But, you know, if you follow me, I, I post a lot of the work that I do and a lot of the work that my team does and you'll get to know me better. So I think, yeah, at Anita Chatterbox is where you'll find me. Awesome. It is a joy. I'm just so thrilled for all that you've achieved and the best is yet to come. Thank you, Kanika. Well, I'm thrilled at all that you've achieved. And I always talk about the amazing women that have been on this podcast. And I just, I'm so happy for you as well. So thank you for making, you know, making me one of the guests to your episode. Thank you for tuning in to my interview with Anita Chatterjee of A Game PR today. We're fortunate to coexist in many different spaces that overlap. And one of them is a cohort of women in media. And many of us are mothers. And I am so thankful we have that group as a sounding board because it is a very difficult path to travel because we're extremely ambitious and are making headway in our careers, um, in our forties and beyond. And we also have young children and many of us are also caregiving for ailing parents. And so it's extremely difficult to keep all the balls in the air, but it's something that we're all doing. And when we have a collective and a network to lean on those who can fill in those gaps, that's what makes everything come together. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely subscribe and rate and review That's Total Mom Sense wherever you listen. We're everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, YouTube Podcasts. You can follow me at Kanika Chadda Gupta and at That's Total Mom Sense on Instagram where I'm most active. I show sound bites and highlights of all of my illustrious guests on the platform. And you can log on to my website, that's totalmomsense.com. Remember, always trust your mom sense and dad sense. Stay strong, super parents. I'll see you soon. That's total mom sense.